Well, thanks for having me. Um, so I'm sitting back there and felt like we need to, well, two things. Uh, number one, I felt like I needed to thank Pastor Dwayne. I don't know, I know Jake is the pastor here with you guys, but Pastor Dwayne, um, he, he allows this to happen. Isn't that good? He allows the freedom here, and he, he's, he's put his neck out and his family's neck out uh, time and time again. So um, let's just quick pray for Pastor Dwayne, okay? Uh, uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for Pastor Dwayne and his wife Jeannie and their family and uh, uh, the risks that he took uh, to make this place uh, to allow us to have the freedom to worship you and to learn about you the way uh, you desire us to. In Jesus' name, amen. The second thing um, I felt as I was back there is that uh, I needed to pray as we, as we began about uh, lies. Uh, Jake's asking me to pray um, and talk about the Holy Spirit. And so, um, but I was sitting back there and uh, I was excited because I, I felt like we, I'm, sitting, uh, I'm sitting amongst um, a bunch of world changers. Any world changers here? You guys believe it? See, that's my problem. See, that's the thought that I had. I felt like there's some lies here. <laughs> And, and I'm, I'm only speaking from experience because um, uh, I grew up in a, in a place, in, in a great home. I love my family, uh, and, uh, but yet uh, there were a lot of lies that I was, I was told, that I believed, um, and that I couldn't make a difference, and that I, I wouldn't be able to make change, um, that I wasn't very important or significant, and... Uh, I want to pray against those lies that you guys might believe in right now. Is that cool? Yeah. Huh? So close your eyes. Before we really get started, let's do this. And, and uh, let's get out from hiding. Like Adam and Eve, when they sinned, you know what they did? They went and hid. You know, and what happens when we have a lie that we believe, what we're actually doing is putting our hand up and say, God, I, I, I want to stay in this place. And we don't allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us. And I want to talk about the Holy Spirit tonight, so that's what I want. So... Heavenly Father, we come before you, and I know that uh, there are some lies here. Uh, one of the lies that I believe uh, that I heard is that, that I'm not going to get married someday. Uh, Lord, I feel like there's some people who, who feel that right now. Lord, we confess that right now to you. We confess that lie. I, I heard the, the other one is that I'm not significant enough. And Lord, so we confess that lie to you. Lord, we confess the lies of, of that we're not good enough, we're not pretty enough, or we don't have this or that, we're not smart enough, we're not going to graduate. Lord, uh, we confess these lies that we've heard uh, in our lives, whether through people speaking them or in our own spirit when we looked in the mirror. Lord, uh, we just ask for forgiveness because we are made in your image. We are made in, in the way that uh, you created us to, to do great works. And so, Heavenly Father, we just confess these sins, and we ask you to speak to us. You speak to us tonight, Lord, and, and teach us how to see us, uh, see ourselves as you see us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I, um, Jake asked me to talk about the Holy Spirit. By, oh, I'll just, I'm Darren, by the way, friends with Jake. Uh, I work at a nursing facility. I'm the uh, administrator there. Um, and my wife, if you don't know my wife, she would tell you one thing about me. Um, actually, I was walking, hanging out with Andrew, and uh, he asked me, give me three words that describe you. And he's got these big questions, too. And one word I did not use was um, administrator. Uh, you want to know why? because that doesn't seem like my gift. And yet, my job title is administrator. 
over American House, senior living in Jenison. If you need a job, come on over. I can get you a job, probably. Uh, um, I hire a lot of college kids, so you, you are uh, students. Uh, what do you want to be called? Kids? You're adults. So, sorry, forgive me. Uh, see, there's a lie. See, there's a lie. You're kids, right? You're world changers. You college world changers. Uh, so you are more than welcome to come over there, and I'd love to talk to you and hopefully give you a job. So, um, but I'm, I'm not always an administrator, and yet God, in his divine wisdom, somehow put me in a place where I don't feel like I'm supposed to be in the sense that if I looked at my gifts, if I looked in the mirror and said, oh, I'm an administrator, that's where I belong. And yet God has this funny way of putting you in places that you think you don't belong. You know how that works? There's amazing stories, I'll tell you about them. But I want to show you a clip a second, so roll the clip. You might know this movie. Finding Nemo. It's called Finding Nemo. It's a cute movie. Uh, Martin, the dad, you know, he looks after, goes finding Nemo, he swims across the ocean uh, to find his son. Now, why, why do we like this movie? Anybody know? We don't like Nemo being lost. That's right. And, you know, actually, there's a whole biblical truth in this. It's a father finding his son or his daughter, if you will. It's a God who chases after us. You know, he was saying about that, Emmanuel, God comes to us. God chases us. Um, and uh, when Jake asked me to talk about the Holy Spirit tonight, that's what showed up in my head. I saw this amazing tunnel, the EAC, if you will, which is the Eastern Australian Current. Does anybody know what that is? But off, offside, the east side of Australia, there's this amazing current. Uh, on the east side of the United States, we have the Gulf Stream. Anybody hear of that? You know how amazing the Gulf Stream is or the eastern Australian current is? Anybody hear of Michael Phelps? The most decorated Olympian swimmer in the world? Do you know what? He can't swim as fast as the EAC. Do you know what I saw in my picture when Jake asked me to talk about the Holy Spirit, I saw that, that the Holy Spirit's like the EAC. I mean, Finding Nemo is talking about this, the love of the Father, but I want to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit here tonight. And that, like the EAC, if you get in it, it will take you places where you need to be. See, Martin went to go look for his son. Now, now I know that you... Uh, as I'm just guessing, many of you are saying, uh, you know, what am I called to do? What am I supposed to be? You ever have that question? What are you going to do with your life? Well, tonight I titled my sermon, uh, Finding Numa, instead of Finding Nemo. I know, stupid. My wife would tell me I'm a dork, right? <laughs> but Numa, if you don't know, is the Greek word for spirit. Now, there's actually a P in front of us, so us English speakers would say panuma, but it's really pneuma if you speak Greek. But here you go. Um, Revelations 22. Revelations 22 has this amazing picture. It says, uh, then the angel showed me. This is John having this big vision. And he said, the angel showed me the river of the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Now, I started praying, why did God show me this picture of the EAC, this, this, this flow, this surge? It, um, just so you guys get a picture, uh, the EAC, or the Gulf Stream, is the size of a football field 
turned on its side, and it's flowing uh, roughly seven miles an hour. So uh, a football field now uh, turned on its side, flowing. So you could just jump in this, this thing. You could actually surf it if you wanted to, doing seven miles an hour. Um, and and uh, it, just, it just goes, and it continues to flow. And here you see this amazing picture of the flow uh, of the river of God. Now, now bear with me. Um, I was a teacher at one time. Um, so I started praying, okay, God, what, what does this mean? EAC, why are, you, why are you showing me this picture, the EAC? So, so here's a couple acronyms for you. Anybody like acronyms? You can write them down, all right? Um, who is the Holy Spirit? He is the, the EAC, the everlasting anointing of Christ. The everlasting anointing of Christ. Do you know that when Jesus came here to earth, he... Um, he completely emptied himself of being in super God. Even though he was completely God when Jesus walked on the earth, he came here and emptied himself. The Bible says when, when he came out of being baptized, it said the dove showed on him. You guys know what I'm talking about? The dove came on Jesus when he got baptized by John. But it, it said, then the Spirit came on him with dunamis or power. We get the word dynamite, all right? With power. Now, I don't, what was your name again, Jordan? Yeah. Dylan, not even close. Dylan, all right. <laughs> but I don't know if you know what, what Dylan did. Dylan walked out in faith. Now, another way to spell faith is R-I-S-K. It's called risk. The Bible teaches us that if we want the Spirit to grow on us, uh, I, he, we have to walk from faith to faith. We have to take these steps of faith. From faith to faith. Now, if we want the Spirit... Now, uh, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit does what? He comes where? He comes inside of you, right? So, but the problem is, it's not that you don't have all of Him. The problem is, He doesn't have all of you. It's kind of like a... a, a Anybody ever get a, those dollar squirt guns from the dollar store? All right? Now, there's a game. I don't know. The kids were, um, high school kids I know were playing. And actually, some kids got in trouble. But they had to shoot each other with the squirt guns in Byron Center. But, uh, I mean, that's all fun and all. But uh, my, my sons, I got two boys and a little girl. They think it's fun to shoot dad with the, uh, the garden hose. You know, um, in fact, my, my wife got seriously hurt because my son um, hid behind the corner with a garden hose and sprayed my wife in the garage. She wiped out. But, uh, um, but you know, it's cool. It, um, but the problem is, is that we're not always big enough. We don't always allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us because it's faith by faith that we need to keep growing. We, we keep growing. In fact, uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18, it says this, uh, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And you've heard this. I know it's been said in here many times. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, right? Now let's keep going. 18, it says, But we all with open faces belong as, as we, we long uh, with open faces, beholding in a glass of glory of the Lord, are changing into the same image from glory to to what? Glory. Now, what is that, what is that talking about? What, you, what you're actually doing is you're becoming more like Christ. You're becoming more like Jesus Christ. You're dying more to yourself, and you're allowing more of the Holy Spirit to flow through you. 
So eventually, you're no longer this little pistol uh, that can squirt out um, just a little bit. And now you're like a, a fire hose. Anybody ever sh- uh, hold a fire hose and try to... Any firemen in here? Do you know a fire hose shoots out, I don't know, like 200 pounds of pressure can literally lift you up. That's why you see two or three firemen holding on to this fire hose. You see, the more we walk with Christ, the more we allow the Holy Spirit to flow. I have another acronym for you. Um, so what does the Holy Spirit do? Well, what, what does he do? Well, he empowers you. All right? He advises you. He convicts you. Now, why would, uh, he, I didn't say that he, he condemns you. Anybody ever been condemned before? Ever felt condemned in your spirit? That's what I talked about, the lies. that You know, I'm, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. You know, the Bible says that the accuser of the brother is the one who condemns. Holy Spirit convicts us. Now, why would the Holy Spirit convict us of sin? See, the Holy Spirit wants to convict us of sin so that we can become more and more like who? Christ. The job of the Holy Spirit is to make us more like Christ. Another acronym acronym for you. Uh, um, The Holy Spirit, he wants us. uh, uh, What does he want from us? What do you think the Holy Spirit wants from us? He wants everything. He wants us to be all in. You know, Dylan said that he felt a little weird. Sherry uh, uh, Prince said that she felt a little awkward. You know what the funnest part about uh, stepping out in faith is? Is the feeling right after the awkwardness, when God shows up. When you step all in. Uh, you know, as I was, I was praying about this EAC, this water thing, I don't like to uh, get wet. Are anybody a toe dipper when you go to the pool? Well, I just feel the pool, right? I just see, see if it's warm enough. Huh? I actually admire the people who jump off the pier, like in early April. And I think you're nuts. But at the same time, I think that is awesome. And so do my boys, which is so cool. You know, I got these two little boys. In fact, my son, the other day, I'm walking into uh, um, his bedroom, and he's got a bunk bed, and um, his name is Zion. And, and he thinks it's cool. I'm walking in. I don't see him. And all of a sudden, boom! I get it right upside the head. Huh? And, and he jumped off his top bunk, say, I, just laughing his head off. I mean, there's just no fear. He is all in. In fact, we went to the swimming pool the other day, and I have this bump on, si- on the side of my head right here from his chin, which is now black and blue and sticks out. But he thought it was the funniest thing that he could jump off the side of the pool when dad is not looking and just crush him. But you see, this is what the Holy Spirit wants. He wants us all in. Most of us, and I'm confessing my own, is that I tend to be a toe dipper. I see something that, that uh, I see something broken. And I see something that uh, needs attention and, and I tend to say, oh, you know, someone else is going to come along. Someone else is going to help out. Boy, they don't need help. They look like they got it under control. And yet at the same time, the times that I have stepped out and said, you know what, I don't care, I'm going for it. 
I've seen amazing, incredible things happen. And this is where, if you want the Holy Spirit to show up in your life, I'm telling you, you have to be willing to jump. Remember the story of Peter? Peter did what? He walked down the water. He walked down the water. And you know, you know there were 11 other disciples in that boat? How many of them do you hear about walking on the water? Now, it's crazy, but you have to be willing to do it. It's scary, but I'm going to tell you, on the other side, it's refreshing. It's amazing, like jumping into a pool, and you're like, whoa, gnarly dude, you know? And you see what happened, you know? Like, uh, yeah, Martin, if Martin would have been the fish on the outside saying, uh-uh. But he ended up in there. Uh, anybody ever play the game of shoots and ladders? Shoots and ladders, you know, you roll, you spin the thing, and you, you jump. And some people go up the ladder fast, and some people do what? You know, you go down the slide. Too often, uh, the devil wants to encourage you to look at other people. Ever hear of this thing called Facebook? Don't go there. All it is is people's glory pages. Oh, I can't be like them. Oh, look at what they do, and look at what they have done. And Oh, my goodness. You know, you don't ever see people putting the bad stuff on Facebook. It's always the good stuff, right? But you see, like, like uh, shoots and ladders, you can't compare yourself. God has this amazing plan as you walk from glory to glory, from faith to faith, of when God's going to take you in the right place at the right time. You ever hear of a man named Abraham? His name was the father of what? His name is the father of faith, Abraham. Father, well, Abraham does mean the father of many nations. His real name was Abram. God turned it to Abraham before he had any children. Yeah, I'm Abraham. How would you like to go around walking around calling yourself the father of many nations and you didn't have any children? And this, my friends, just so you know, Abraham said, you know, God, I keep calling myself father of many nations. Mom, what do you think, Sarah? And Sarah says, well, why don't you go sleep with my uh, servant there, Hagar? Did it turn out too well for them? No. Sometimes we get a little impatient with the Holy Spirit, and we say, you know, I want to do this, and I want to be here, and I want to do this. Anybody like to plan out their life and like everything to go perfect? Any type A personalities here? You know what? The Holy Spirit doesn't always work that way. If you read in the Bible, there's some amazing stories of people getting slain in the Spirit and no one can explain it. That's what actually happened to me. I grew up in a church that uh, was a great church. And, and I love the church, and there's great people there, but I, I was never taught that miracles could happen through me. Never taught that. Never taught that God wants to uh, empower me to do incredible, amazing things. It was always about Jesus, which is amazing because it is all about Jesus. So don't hear me say that's not about Jesus. They posted on Facebook, Darren said, it's not about Jesus. It is all about Jesus. But it's all about Jesus giving us the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I have to go to the Father. And the Father is going to give us the Holy Spirit, the promise, the gift. 
the gift so that you and I could be just like, again, who? Just like Jesus. So check this out. Um, I became a youth pastor, uh, in fact, just down the street. And, and um, I, was, I was a youth pastor at this small little church. And uh, a couple weeks into it, I asked this kid if he wanted to go to this event. He said no. And well, I said, well, can I pray for you? Just like that. I said, can I pray for you? He said, no. I said, that's all right. I'm going to pray anyway. Is that okay? <laughs> said, fine. In like this grumbling, leave me alone, high school kid voice. And so I said, okay, God, just, just show up. I just, I just welcome you to show up. Thank you for this awesome kid. I'll just call him uh, Chris. Uh, um, Lord, just thank you for Chris and, and just bless him tonight and show up. Well, I take off. I go hang out with the, the other kids in my youth group and we go to this event and we, afterwards we leave and we come back. And the, the dad's kid, he didn't go with me, and the dad's uh, father called me up and said, you need to get over here right now. I said, okay. Uh. So I get over there. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And I walk into the house, and all of a sudden, this kid named Chris starts talking to me in this voice that I've never heard before. It was demonic. And he started talking to me, get out of here. Mm-hmm. I can't replicate it. And I'm coming from this place where I didn't really believe in myself because I was taught that only Jesus could do everything. And yet I walked in that place because I said a simple prayer. Something happened that activated me to be in this position that I became the hands and feet of Jesus. Long story short, a few nights we spent praying with this kid and over this kid. And I'm I'm sitting there praying and this kid is screaming and, and things are weird. I'll just say they were just weird. He's seeing angels, and it was, in many ways, it was awesome. When I see it now, it was awesome. And finally, I said, God, I just want to be empowered. I want to be empowered. Use me, Lord. Speak through me. I'm praying in my own spirit this. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, use me, Lord. I'm giving you myself. Now, you know how the the Spirit shows up in many forms. One of them is water. What's another form that the Holy Spirit shows up? Does anybody know? Fire, huh? The Bible says that God is an all-consuming what? Fire. Well, I was sitting there, and um, it felt like gasoline got poured on me, and I got lit up. Now, this was not a bad thing. This was a good thing, because this was Holy Spirit power that flowed through me, and eventually, uh, in, a, in a minute's time, if you will, God spoke through me. Um, I prayed in tongues for the first time. I never believed that was possible coming from where I came. Um, I prayed in tongues out loud, and um, this kid, uh, Chris, the demon got cast out of this, this kid, and he was set free. And it was amazing. I was so pumped, I called my girlfriend at Hope College, and she broke up with me the next day because she thought I was so weird. <laughs> To say that the Holy Spirit was flowing through me and I was speaking this new tongue and this new language and I was incredible, it was so amazing, you wouldn't believe it, I felt like I was set on fire and all this stuff. And she's just like, he's a weirdo. She was a pastor's daughter and she broke up with me. 
God is so amazing. He's so amazing, and he believes in you. He wants to flow through you. But if you want to find yourself, you need to find him. You need to be willing to go chase and go be a little bit, call it crazy for Christ, crazy for what he has called you to do. The word of God is so true that everything in it is true, that everything you see Jesus doing, guess what? He says you can do even greater things than these. I was a youth pastor down in Kalamazoo. Later on, I took a group of 70 students, high school students, down on this trip. We went down to Maryland, and we were, we were praying. It was a rough week. It was actually going horrible, this mission trip. A mission trip. Go figure. Go horrible. I sent seven kids out of 77 to the hospital. You think things are going bad. How many people here are broken? How many people ha here have things that are not going right in your life right now? Finances, your health, um, dating problems, relationship problems, mom and dad problems, work problems, school problems. You know what you need to be doing right now? You need to be celebrating. You're thinking, you're nuts. I'm going to tell you why. You need to celebrate because there's a breakthrough coming. There is a breakthrough coming. See, you know this movie, you know, Finding Nemo? We have a father's love who's so big, so awesome, so wonderful. When I ask the Holy Spirit, what does that mean, this tunnel of water gushing, this, this EAC gushing? And you know what I felt put on my heart? It is his goodness and his love gushing from the Father's throne towards you and me. That God is so big, he's got something amazing coming at you. So much goodness coming at you. You and I just need to welcome it. We need to jump in it. And when bad things are happening, I'm telling you, it's the devil trying to discourage you and to get off track and then to say, well, God, uh, maybe God doesn't really exist. Maybe God is really not that real and that he doesn't want to show up in my life. Well, look at my neighbor. Man, they're just skying to the moon. They're doing awesome things. They're part of this. They're making all this money. They have this amazing uh, relationship with their boyfriend. You see, the devil wants to discourage you so that you take your eyes off of this flow that's just flooding. But I'm going to tell you, if you keep focusing on him, if you keep welcoming him, if you keep celebrating, even in the midst of the bad, the tough, the ugliness, God's going to take you. He's going to skyrocket you. In the midst of ugliness, he's going to take you to the top. You ever hear of a guy named Joseph? In the Old Testament, there was a guy named Joseph. He was thrown in the prison. One day he's in the prison. The next day he ends up in the palace. You see, we have a good God. Amen? He loves you so much. He wants to pour out his love. I'm going to end you with a couple of passages. There's a great story. This guy named Nicodemus. John 3.16, you ever hear of it? John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Well, this is Jesus speaking. He's speaking to a guy named Nicodemus who uh, was chasing after religion. It's not about a religion. It's about a relationship. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God. He is real. 
And he wants to empower you to be like Jesus, to do things for God the Father. Jesus speaks to John, or in the book of John, to Nicodemus. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you are born of water and of spirit, or pneuma, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You see, Nicodemus was looking for Jesus by, by doing just the religious things. And finally, he came secretly at night. He threw off everything to come, chase after Jesus. And in doing so, he gets filled with God's Spirit. The, you know who the man who took Jesus off the cross was, do you? It was Nicodemus. There's another story in John, John chapter 4, about a woman. A woman at the well. Anybody hear that story before? This woman, she's at the well. Jesus, she's a Samaritan. Jesus, he's a Jew. They're not supposed to speak. They're not supposed to speak because she's a woman. He's a, he's a man. And yet there's this amazing interaction with them, and Jesus eventually tells her that if you believe in me, you'll have springs of living water rushing up inside of you. Dylan, right? Dylan, how did you feel after you gave that lady and that, that gentleman, that husband and wife, money? Overwhelmed, huh? Or when you prayed with that woman with a knee? Huh? You see, when we follow after Jesus and we ask Jesus to flow through us, we, we take risks. We're willing to take risks. And we do it out of a simple thing called love. When you act out of love, it allows your, uh, the, your presence in yourself to grow. And when you grow, it allows the Holy Spirit to fill you more. And you get this feeling, this amazing feeling. You see, the language of the Holy Spirit is the language of love, the language of goodness and righteousness and peace. How many like peace in their life? How many like goodness in their life? How many like to, to feel just you want to dance? And sing. But that's what God's about. So I need to close up. Like the woman at the well or Nicodemus, we need to believe in Jesus. That he is the one who wants to chase after us and that he wants to use us. That he wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit. We need to believe that the Holy Spirit exists. See, I was only taught that... Uh, you know, you baptize on, on uh, little babies, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's as much as I was taught about the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit wants to empower you. He wants to speak to you, put impressions on your life, feelings like tinglings in your knee. Huh? He speaks. How many senses do you have? How many, how many senses? You have five. Okay. You have sight, huh? you have feeling, you have taste, you have touch, you have smell. Now, ladies, you probably have a sixth sense that us guys don't. That's why you're amazing. That's why you were fashioned. You weren't made out of dirt like we were, see? So um, that's the way it goes, guys. Sorry. Women have a sixth sense. 
But you see, the senses, the Holy Spirit speaks in those languages as well. If you have an impression put on your heart, if you have a feeling, if you have a sense, if you see things over and over, God wants to use you. You need to believe that he wants to use you, that he is real, that the Holy Spirit wants to empower you, and he wants to flood over you to do incredible, amazing, amazing things. All right, Jesus said this. I'm going to end you with this. Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. I don't know if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but I, I sure hope you have because he wants to use you. And Jesus says, if, if you are not connected to me, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do no good works. So that's what we need to ask. Um, I want you to put out your hands like this. Put out your hands like you're going to receive a present. Jesus says, I'm going to my Father to give you a gift. Now, I know uh, probably many of you here have accepted Jesus. That's awesome. And he's filled you with the Holy Spirit. But he's also told us to ask for more. So let's ask for it. If you haven't accepted Jesus yet, please ask for Jesus right now. It's as simple as saying, Jesus, come into my heart, and he will fill you with the Holy Spirit. But then ask for the Spirit to fill you with more, to go do something crazy, to go love somebody in a ridiculous way, or maybe love yourself in a ridiculous way. Heavenly Father, we praise you, because it is all about you, Father, that you sent your one and only Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us, to empower us through the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, you came, you came to baptize us, if you will, immerse us in this flood of the Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit, we welcome you into our lives. If there's lies that we believe, we continue to confess them right now so that you can take over completely, so that we can hear your voice, that we can feel your touch. The psalmist says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Lord, we don't want a, just a religion. We want an experience with you. Tonight, we want an experience with you, with our, with our relationships, Lord, that uh, they would be taken to a whole new level with those that are broken. Lord, we want to experience you, Lord, in the way that you flow through us, that things would happen in crazy ways, that we'd see miracles happen, because you, Lord, are the God of the impossible and that you are working through us, that we become the hands and feet of you, Jesus. We are the body of Christ. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you to flow through us tonight, that you would put an impression on our hearts, and we'd be willing to step out in faith, in a risk, and say, you know what? I don't know what this is going to happen, but I'm going to trust in you, Jesus. I'm going to trust in you, Holy Spirit, to speak when I don't have the words. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, invade our lives, invade our minds, invade our bodies, invade our presence, our being all around us. We submit our brokenness to you. We submit our relationships to you. We submit who we are to you to allow you to flow through us because you are good, God. You are amazing. You got goodness and love flowing and backing us up all the days of our life. God, how great you are. We praise your name. 
Jesus Christ we pray. And everyone said, Amen.